Welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Hello, and welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast. This segment has been taken from Thrive Thursdays with Dr. Patricia Mills. I hope you enjoy this episode. And here is Dr. Patricia Mills. Hi. So you bought protein powder and you invested in your health. You went and chose the best one that you thought was available. And then years later, you find out that it's been responsible to, for a whole health host of your health issues. Let's make sure this is not your future. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm a holistic medical doctor, whole body, mind, and spirit. And I'm coming to you on my Thrive Thursday live event every Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I'm really happy to be here today to present to you on the crucial topic of not buying the wrong protein powder and the four critical mistakes that people make when they go to buy their protein powder. If you're getting a chance to join me live, put in your name and where you're calling in from. I'd love to hear from you. And if you accept uh, the stream, um, StreamYard's uh, comments policy, you can also, uh, I'll be able to see your name as you post your questions. Please put your questions in. It would be wonderful to hear from you. And if you're watching this on replay, put your comments in below and your questions as well. I always do my best to go back and look at the questions as I love to answer them for you. Okay, so let's dive right in. So if you've been following my feed, uh, for example, on YouTube or in my Facebook group, you'll know that I've been recently presenting on protein powder. You'll also know that I'm not a big fan of protein powder. How, and uh, you, can, you can look back and see uh, health or harm, uh, my health or harm video on um, is protein powder really good for you? Um, and you'll see why. It's a very detailed explanation. However, I also understand that there are some people who really want to use protein powder uh, for whatever reason, maybe you want to, um, you know, you've been told that it'll be really helpful to gain more muscle mass, which it will for sure in the short term help you do that. Um, or maybe you're just like, I really am not ready to let go of my protein powder routine. So Dr. Patricia, could you please tell me which protein powder brand should I buy? And what I'm going to tell you now is that um, what I've noticed when I look at the protein powder brands is that one brand will have many different protein powder options, okay? And the thing is, I can't recommend one brand because every brand has a few that are better than others, okay? So I am not brand loyal. However, I am loyal to something else. And this leads us into... Um, a specific um, issue about the critical mistake that most people make when they're choosing their protein powder. And I just want to say thank you for a Facebook user that's joining. Hello. I can't see your name. So if you put in your name, I get to give you a personalized hello, which would be really wonderful. And I'm so glad you're here to learn more. Thanks for joining. So the first critical mistake that people make when they're buying a protein powder is that they look 
either at the brand, okay, so they've been told it's a really good brand, or um, the advertisement is like really good for that brand, for example, or they're looking at the um, the ingredient facts, like the content facts list. Uh, so it's the list of carbohydrates, protein, and fats, okay? That's a mistake. That's a critical mistake because what you should be looking at is the ingredient list, okay? So what is the ingredient list? The ingredient list is literally a list of all the ingredients that are in the protein powder. And it's uh, legislated that you need to now put in the ingredient list from uh, most common, like the most abundant ingredient first, all the way down to the least common ingredient, okay? So if you look at the ingredient list and the first ingredient is sugar or another word for sugar, like maltodextrone or um, high fructose corn syrup or... Um, uh, agave nectar, anything that's agave nectar or any nectar or any syrups, um, or if it's like within the first few ingredients, that means that whatever you're looking at buying, particularly protein powder, is really high in sugar. And you are not buying protein powder for the sugar. You probably know that sugar is really bad for you. So, you know, it can be like, um, the brand can be organic, sprouted, fermented, whey isolate, hydrolyzed whey, you know. However, if you look at the ingredient list and you see in that ingredient list, particularly if it's in the first like three quarters of the ingredient list, um, you see anything, an ingredient that you do not want getting into your body like sugar, that's not a good, that's not a good protein powder for you. And what I notice is that there can be a brand, let's say there's brand X and brand X has five protein powders. Well, you know, if you look at the ingredient list, some of their protein powders are high in sugar and some of them aren't. Okay. So that's why at this point in time, I cannot recommend a specific brand. I can recommend that you avoid the biggest critical mistake that people make when they're buying protein powders, which is you need to look at the ingredient list. Okay. So Critical mistake number one, we've covered, you have to look at the ingredient list. And actually, all of the other mistakes are made when looking at the ingredient list. So why don't we dive into that? So let's say, um, let's say you have a protein powder, you can pull it out, you can, you're watching this on replay, you can pause, you can pull it out, look at your ingredient list, okay? So what you want to determine next is, is the source of protein available? and digestible? Is it easily and readily available and digestible? Okay, so what do I mean by that? Well, in very big categories, we know that animal protein, protein that comes from animal, has already been, that animal has already taken the protein from plants, eaten it, broken it down, and um, created this the protein that is most similar to our protein so it's most easily of most um easily used by our bodies okay so, and it has the full complement of amino acids like essential amino acids um so there's 20 amino acids and um nine of them are essential and which means that we cannot make it we need to get it from external sources it's readily available in animal protein and you have to be more intentional about getting it if uh, through plants, if that's your choice. So if you're 
you're choosing an animal-based protein um, like whey, for example, whey protein comes from the milk of cows. Um, what you're looking at is something that is more readily available and digestible than, let's say, pea protein. So, you know, they're taking a whole bunch of peas and isolating that protein. And the mistake you can make is you look at the um, ingredient fact, like the nutritional facts, and you look at, oh, there's so much protein here on this label. Well, that doesn't mean that that protein is available to you. Not all of that pea protein is readily available and digestible. And I do have another video that goes really deep into this as well called Plant Power Unleashed, how to get the most protein out of your plants. And there actually are methods that uh, make that plant protein more available to your body and more digestible to your body so that that protein actually gets in you and can be used. So as a very quick tip, however, if you're like, I don't want to watch that video, a very quick tip is you're looking for protein ideally that has been sprouted or fermented because the act, the ancient methods of cooking, of sprouting and fermenting, of food preparation and cooking to sprout and ferment your foods creates a chemical transformation in that plant that makes the protein more available and more digestible, okay? And also can make essential amino acids more available. However, you do need to, um, you know, you do need to do a little bit of food combining with to get your essential amino acids. So hopefully you're not relying on your, pro your plant protein powder only for your source of essential amino acids. You will need to pay attention to your food uh, selections uh, if you're vegetarian or vegan, okay? Now, if you're vegetarian and you're eating fish or having some eggs, you, you have the essential amino acids. If you're, if you're not and you're vegan, then you have to start looking at that. And that video I referenced to Plant Power uh, Unleashed will discuss that in more detail, okay? Back to the protein powder. So you, ideally, it, you're either going to get an animal-based protein or you're going to get a plant-based protein that is fermented or sprouted, okay? And then you would say, okay, great. I found this um, wonderful plant-based sprouted protein, okay? And I would say, okay, don't make the next mistake, okay? Or you bought the animal protein. Don't make the next mistake. What you want is you want it to say organic. Why do we want protein to be organic? Well, Unfortunately, the reality is that a lot of our plants these days, if they're conventionally raised, they are sprayed, okay? Especially the um, conventional plants that are being used on mass production for things like uh, protein powder. Now, if I know a small farm and they're not organic, but I get to know the farmers and they tell me, you know what, we don't spray unless we have to. We just, you know, we, we use organic principles. It's just that we're too small to pay for the organic label. Well, uh, you know, and I go, you know, and I, you know, I talk to them and I go to the farm and I see their practices, let's say, and then I would say, okay, you know what, organic, this is, it doesn't have to have the organic label. However, if you're buying a plant protein, they're mass producing it. They're getting from a very large source of a uh, very large producer, unless it says organic it's going to be conventional and almost a hundred percent is going to be sprayed. Okay. The thing is you don't want to be consuming something that has been highly refined, like a powder that has any sort of um, pesticide spray residual on it because the research is showing that ingesting pesticides 
can be very harmful for your health. Okay. There have been links to cancer with that. All right. Exposure of pesticides has been linked to cancer in humans. Now, these are early days. However, I personally do not want to be part of a grand experiment. So, my recommendation to you so far, we've determined that you have to look at the ingredient list. You have to make sure that the ingredients uh, don't contain a lot of hidden sugars. There's 56 different words for sugars. You're going to have to look that up and you can look up what are the different words for sugar, right? Um, on ingredient lists. Then you can find that on Google very easily. Um, and then you want it to be a good source of protein, either animal or properly prepared plant. You want it to be organic, particularly if it's a plant protein, okay? because they don't remove the pesticides in the plant preparation process, all right? And then what you really, really want to look at, and this is the last critical mistake that people make, is that what I found is that I found, for example, this brand, I'm not going to say their names because I don't want to badmouth anyone. I'm teaching you the method, and you're going to apply the method to um, your own experience of buying plant uh, buying protein powder. And this applies to animal and plant protein powder, okay? So for example, I found this really wonderful um, looking, wonderful looking and sounding protein that is very popular. Um, you know, the, the people who own this brand have been talking about it on very popular podcasts, podcasts that I follow and I love with functional medicine practitioners. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, this sounds amazing. It was organic, it was a fermented plant protein, right? And I'm like, woohoo, let's go check it out. So what I did is I looked at the ingredient list and lo and behold, there were a lot of chemical additives in those ingredient lists, okay? And what we do not want to violate when we are um, buying anything is what I call the four pillars of holistic health, which are stress response, sugar hormones, gut health and toxins tolerance, okay? So the sugar hormones we talked about, you wanna avoid the sugars, okay? Look up the 56 words of sugars and make sure that they don't have, and if, you know, sometimes they have like a little bit of sugar at the very end of the ingredient list, maybe you'll be okay with that. That's a decision you have to make. I personally try to like cut out sugar in every way, okay? If I, and then I'll tell you how I would design my perfect um, um uh, protein powder. I'm going to throw that in as a bonus. And if you make protein powders and you're listening to this, please take this on and let me know because then I will start recommending your protein powder. Okay. I haven't yet to find one that meets all of my criteria and has these ideas that I'm going to share with you. Okay. Um, and so I looked up these, like this amazing brand that's like organic fermented protein powder. I'm looking it up and I'm seeing all of these things. And the first clue that I saw that it was, uh, had chemical additives in it, was the word natural flavors, okay? Now that's a super deceptive two words put together because you would think natural flavors and it's like, okay, well, these flavors come from nature. And what I have to say to you is unfortunately, they don't. It Natural flavors is a catch-all word that lets companies get away with adding a whole bunch of ingredients that first of all, if they had to list them all, it would make the ingredient list like this long and they couldn't put it on like the package. And it kind of hides words that we know we don't like, like MSG, monosodium glutamate. Now, if you like to use MSG in your cooking, there are some cultures that do that. I'm not knocking it. However, yeah, it's an example of how 
They are afraid of um, showing that certain ingredients are in there. So they put it under the catch-all of natural flavors. And there's some criteria for what is allowed in that category. Okay. Um, so for example, if it's if the flavoring is coming from like an organic essential oil, so let's say an uh, organic uh, orange essential oil, they're going to list that out because they're going to be darn proud that that's how they're flavoring their product, right? However, if it's something that they know is going to maybe tweak the concern of, of people who are reading the ingredient list like myself, then they'll put it under the natural flavors. So as soon as I see natural flavors in anything, I don't buy it, period. I personally do not buy it. Yes, that can be very limiting at times. I have found the products that don't have that, okay? And why? Because we're finding out more and more that the um, that these these uh, chemical added these chemicals and additives and preservatives they violate the third pillar of holistic health, which is gut health. It can damage the lining of your gut. It can hurt your microbiome. Those good buddies in your belly who help run your body with you. Okay, the, the organisms that live inside of your gut. Um, and, and some of them even cause, have been shown to cause inflammation and uh, result in things like gain, weight gain and high blood pressure and, and when they do animal studies. And so, you know, again, I'm, I don't want to be part of this experiment. So I just ixnay the natural flavors. And then there are some products that they stick in there and you have to become familiar with reading ingredient lists. However, if it's something that you don't understand or you, you're not aware of the name, it's probably not very good for you. Okay. And things like xanthan gum, some people are okay with xanthan gum. Some people are not, they do not tolerate it. So one key thing is that if you start consuming a protein powder, um, two things can happen. You're not going to feel bad on it. However, it's still messing up with your sugar hormones. It's still damaging your gut health slowly and surely over time. Then you might get sick like five or 10 years down the road. And it's hard to say, well, it was the protein powder I started five or 10 years ago. Okay. So sometimes it's not an obvious change in your health. It's like a slow and steady problem and it builds up over time. And then you never think to stop the protein powder as being, uh, you know, the source of your problem. Okay. And then, or maybe you do start to feel kind of some digestive distress to get some bloating and, you know, like your tummy's off, some constipation or diarrhea. Well, that might mean that you are even more sensitive to these ingredients, things like xanthan gum that some people just can't tolerate and, and it kind of irritates their gut. Okay. So this is something really important to understand because, um, you know, you can't, what you don't want to do is to invest your money into something that you think is really helping you from a health perspective, only to unknowingly have it harming you. And I mean, gut health is everything. It's so important. You know, when you have gut health, when you have damage to your gut, it triggers the stress response in your body. So your hormones get unbalanced through the stress hormone cortisol, right? Um, it triggers the... Um, um, it, it can create like a toxins tolerance tipping point, right? Like a little bit of these additives, you know, is okay maybe, but having a little bit every day for many, many days, maybe even years, some people have been loyal to their protein powder for years. You can have a toxins tipping point where all of a sudden your body's like, I just can't handle this anymore. Like I have to detoxify these chemicals you're putting into me. 
and I just, I'm overwhelmed. I can't do it anymore. Okay. So um, you don't want that to happen. So you really, really, really want to look at the ingredient list. Okay. And just make sure that there are no weird words. And if you're not sure, look it up, you know, Google it, you know, and, you know, um, harms of xanthan gum or harms of this, or you can go to, um, you know, uh, environmental working group um, and, and check them out. They have a great database for certain chemicals. There's a lot of resources out there. So if I were to design a perfect protein powder, um, this is what I would do. First of all, I wouldn't use it. However, let's say I knew that someone was having like a lot of digestive issues. They just simply cannot break down and absorb their protein. Then they need to be on a protein powder for a period of time. Um, then I would say, okay, let's design the perfect protein powder. So what would that be? In my kind of, in my opinion, it would be um, a properly fermented organic plant. Okay. Um, and we would do testing to make sure that the fermentation process or the sprouting process um, had appropriately reduced the amounts of anti-nutrients that are present in these plants without that proper plant preparation. Um, so that when, when I'm giving that protein powder to the person in front of me, I know it's not damaging their gut, right? So that's number one. Number two is I would flavor it with either um, a natural raw green stevia powder to make it sweet. And raw green stevia powder essentially is the stevia plant, which is naturally very sweet and it's green because it's a plant, gets gently dehydrated and turned into a powder. So it's green. That white stevia and that, um, that liquid stevia, that's very refined stevia. That's, I think, equally problematic as regular sugar, in my opinion. Okay. I could end up being wrong about that. Again, I don't want to be part of an experiment. Nature's pharmacy is best. So as uh, my principle is try to get it as unaltered from other nature, um, of course, with the proper plant preparation, as I noticed, as I noted before, in, in terms of fermentation sprouting, but the plant stevia, the green uh, stevia plant can be gently dehydrated and powdered. And I use that, for example, to make my oatmeal. Okay, that's how I sweeten my oatmeal with a, and sometimes with a little bit of honey, seasonal honey. Not all the time, though. And so I would use that for sweetener. And if I wanted to put in a flavor like uh, oil or peppermint or mint, I would use organic edible essential oils. Okay. And you would say to me, well, my goodness, Dr. Patricia, if we did that, our protein powder would be so expensive. And I would say, well, yeah, that's why I would only use it in certain specific cases when the person really needs a protein powder. And then again, it's quality over quantity. The other protein powder that has not been properly prepared, so the protein is not ready available, you're paying, let's say, $100 and you're getting maybe one gram of protein out. Well, I would rather pay, you know, $200 and get 50 grams of protein into my body, you see. So remember, um, the price is deceptive. You want to pay for what you get. You want to pay for what gets into your body and your body can use, right? And again, um, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Sure, maybe I'd be paying up front more for my protein powder. However, I would be saving like thousands of dollars and, um, you know, improving my lifespan and my health span, how healthy I am while I'm living by choosing a protein powder that uh, is appropriately priced for the fact that it is not messing with my sugar hormones. It's not creating a stress response in my body. 
and it's not destroying my gut health and it's not contributing to my toxins tipping point, my toxic load. Okay. So those are the things that I look at for a protein powder. Um, if you find a protein powder that meets all of these requirements that I've listed out for you, please share it with me. Okay. Put it in the comments. Um, I'll check the list of ingredients and I'll, and I'll let you know what I think. I'll do my best to, to, you know, keep an eye on my social platforms where this is released. And when I find one, it'll be the one that I recommend. I have to say I have yet. So if you find it for me, thank you very, very much. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe and please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. Thank you.